Catch us on the web at english.rti.org.tw. Thank you so much for joining us here today at Radio Taiwan International. I'm Andrew Ryan coming to you from Taipei, Taiwan. Up ahead this hour, we're going to have for you Hashtag Taiwan with Leslie Liao. And he's going to tell us all about the Misspell My Name Challenge, which has been lighting up the internet here in Taiwan. We'll also have Status Update with John and Shirley. But first, here in Taiwan with me and Leslie Liao. Today is December 7th. If you're watching Facebook Live, if you're listening via radio, it is December 8th. This is here in Taiwan on Radio Taiwan International. In the studio today, we have Leslie Liao. Hello, everybody. And we have our guest, a Christmas tree. A Christmas tree sitting in Leslie's lap, uh, which we are going to assemble throughout the process of today's show. Or attempt to. Attempt to. That is the question. This is going to be a riveting episode. Will they make it? Or will they not? Uh, I'm Andrew Ryan. Uh, I'm going to be probably holding the Christmas tree for a little part of the time. You can actually start pulling the branches out if you'd oh, like. Is that, is that how it is? Because I don't want to break anything. Oh, no, 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 no. You can't break this. It's uh, a spoiler alert. It's not a real tree. <laughs> yeah, okay. Now there's a shape problem here, like a structural issue. Structural issues. So you just basically pull these out. Okay. And see the mini fronds? You have to pull them apart. Oh, okay. This is, this is going to be a lot more complicated than I thought. A lot more complicated. All right. And uh, so for those of you watching the, or listening to the radio, I highly recommend going to our Facebook page, which is uh, Radio Taiwan English, or Radio Taiwan International English, uh, and uh, watching us struggling to host a radio show and put together a Christmas tree. You're poking me, Leslie. Sorry, sorry. You see, we, we already said this would happen, though. We already we already guessed that this would happen, so I'm just, I'm just fulfilling the prophecy here. <laughs> So as you can guess, we're going to be talking a little bit about Christmas today. Uh, you know what today also is? The 7th? Or the 8th? Yes, seventh? and yes, accurate in both in both uh, respects. Uh, it's also the beginning of Christmas cookie season. Is there like an official date for that? Oh, whenever I start my oven. Oh, okay. No, that's <laughs> okay. That means... That means I'm about to come into some Christmas cookies, so that's that's good. I feel bad, though. I was going to bring you some Campari stars. I make these little uh, sugar cookie stars with uh -huh. a Campari frosting. Oh, there goes the music. Should no, 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 no. Keep again? going. No, keep going. Keep going. Like, I'm, 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 you, you have my undivided attention right now. <laughs> um, so, basically, I make little sugar cookie stars. Yeah. And I make a, a frosting out of Campari and frosting sugar, like powdered sugar. Okay. And lemon peel. So it's got all the notes. It's got sugary, it's got sour, it's got bitter, uh, and it's pink. I mean, because, you know, you need some pink fabulous cookies for I Christmas. I never would have thought to use Campari and uh, frosting. You're talking about the liquor, right? The liquor, that is right. And um, every time we, we do mention liquor, I would like to say just drink responsibly, don't drink and drive. That's right. Drink responsibly, don't drink and drive. I like impending cookies. I, ha I feel Impending <laughs> and inevitable cookies. In inevitable cookies. That's a great name for a cookie company. Impending cookies. <laughs> You're going to have that if you ever decide to start a, a cookie company. Pending, but like they're just always in the oven. <laughs> Nobody ever actually gets to eat them. Uh, maybe not the best name. 
So we're going to actually tell you about a uh, very unusual but fortunate landslide that has blocked part of a rail line in Taiwan. Uh, a big relief that nobody was injured in that. Yeah. Uh, also, Taichung has how many more cars than it does parking spaces? Uh-oh. And Uzbekistan wants Taiwanese chickens. Uh, Leslie says you can't have them because I want to eat them. <laughs> Did you not read the headline before? No, I didn't read okay, that. Okay, yeah. I, I'm just reading that now. It's always a surprise. Here in Taiwan, it's a fun show. I want to eat those chickens. I don't want to. I don't want to use off the rails to describe this show, but sometimes it's better that way. Um, I say we we move up on the music and do a little bit of logistical rearrangement in the studio here, and then we'll get into our first story. What do you say? This is a very complicated Christmas tree. Okay, all right, hand it over. We're going to go into your first story about the train while I try to continue to put this together. Okay, right. So um, Taiwan's Taiwan Railway Administration, um, it's actually a really popular mode of transportation. The entire railway system actually circumvents the entire country, so it goes all around Taiwan. Now, on I, th- I believe it was on Friday... Uh, it was raining in northern Taiwan, and there was a lot of rain, and that actually triggered a landslide in the mountainous areas of Reifang and Houtong, and that actually blocked off a section of railroad, and it was actually a significant uh, landslide. Fortunately, nobody was hurt. However, if you go back and look at pictures of the railway right now, it's all rocks, and they're working tirelessly to get um, the train functional again because... Uh, that's the that's one of the most popular and only ways to get to eastern Taiwan. Now, eastern Taiwan is like rocky coast, and there's a lot of road out there, but it's winding, and there's not a lot of lanes, so traffic tends to get backed up, and a lot of people like to use um, the rail system to get out there. But the thing is, with the way it's designed, northern Taiwan is totally cut off from eastern Taiwan, so you can't get in there by train. And what we're getting right now is that they already have all of the... Um, I guess you would call it a backhoe up there, trying to get the rocks out there. And um, they say that the quickest that they can get work done is on the 13th. So we won't be able to resume service until the 13th of of uh, December, which is this coming Sunday, which is substantial. And this morning, which is Monday morning, Taiwan uh, saw a spike, or, or Taipei at least saw a spike in bus service out to the east. That's because people need to get out to the east but they can't do it by train i heard that they're they've got like actual bus shuttles that are running now yeah, yeah like yeah. just to fill in the uh the gap yeah hey can you talk just for a moment did you see any of the footage from the very beginning where the 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 thing actually like the the the, the whole kind of mountainside kind of collapsed did you hear about that part i didn't see the footage but there was a apparently there was a, a driver that went by it mm-hmm. and saw that it looked like it was bulging outwards and like maybe spitting some water and stuff. Oh wow! And he got to the next station and he called it back and said that there's something unusual happening, like you should check it out. So they closed down the line. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, went to check it out, realized it was going to happen, and then they just they they prevented an accident from happening. I saw the picture was just the landslide was there, all the rocks were there, and a train was just was just about to like pass by so i think what the story was was that the train just missed it thank goodness that it didn't get hit um by the landslide because that would have been a disaster and taiwan's mountainsides are very actually they're they're 
pretty prone to landslides, actually. And but this is definitely a first-time occurrence for something for something in within the past. I want to say six or seven years. I mean, there have been landslides before, and you always have to be very careful when tra- traversing that part of Taiwan. I'm just so glad that nothing happened and that everybody is safe. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually headed out east this later this week. How are you going to get there? I'm going to drive. Yeah, that's the thing about getting in a car. But the thing is, like I said, traffic out there is very horrendous, especially when the weekend just starts or when the weekend is about to end. I'm expecting that there's going to be so much. Like, it's usually without traffic, it's about, okay, out to the east to Elon is like an hour. But that's, that has taken two and a half hours before just because how backed up those that, that road can get. No, I am the, sweating, man. You all right? Putting this tree together is causing me to like, we, we have entered a different climate here. I'm telling, yeah. And I'm you, like sweating. It's like, it's summer in the studio. You know what it is? I don't think you're, you're sweating because of the physical activity. I think you're sweating because of the stress <laughs> of needing to host and put together this Christmas tree at the same time. Oh my goodness. Have people written in? Um, well, Douglas North is saying, be safe, be safe. Uh, Dewey Rahardo says, hello, hello, Duo RTI. So I think most of the, I think many people are just locked in on watching you <laughs> assemble that tree. It's riveting. I mean, tree assembly is not for the, uh, the faint of heart or mind. I didn't realize you were going to commit to this. I mean, you were saying like, I'm going to bring in a tree, but I didn't realize you were going to commit to it on the 7th of December. Well, I didn't think I was going to commit to it during here in Taiwan, but I, I tell you, the show is all about interactivity. Yeah, this is this is this is something new. I would watch this. Actually, I'm watching us on our computer right now, and this is pretty entertaining. Just watching us just shuffle around, passing tree parts together. Can you see the beads of sweat? I I don't think so. I can't. Is, are you really sweating? I'm really sweating. Oh man, I'm about to take my clothes off. Okay, I need Doug, my shirt off. Douglas North says <laughs> we're doing fine. So so I think I think that's good. That's a rave review. That is a rave review. Thank you, Douglas. Um, briefly about the train before we uh, get into other matters. Uh, do we know when they're going to get it back up and running? Uh, th- like I said, the earliest they said is the 13th. However, it is raining pretty hard. It is a mountainous region of the railway. So I'm going to say 13th is a- an optimistic estimate. The 13th is an optimistic yeah, estimate. Yeah, yeah okay. Um, otherwise, it might take... I mean... There's, there's got to be so many steps. You can't. You got to realize that with the rain going on as it is now, what are the odds that another landslide is going to happen? Well, I think that now that they've seen that this has happened, they're probably going back and checking all the uh, vulnerable spots of the mountains. Ivan Dai asks, uh, "How would you move the tree out of the studio once it's assembled?" Uh oh. <laughs> we'll get them. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it, Ivan. Uh, maybe we should do that live as well, because that might be more interesting than us putting it together. Doing the after show? Trying to, like, fit the tree through the door. <laughs> We're going to have to, like, collapse it or something. Or maybe uh, we'll just leave it here. Just call it, yeah. We could. We're already committed. I mean, committed. We maybe, Or we might want to, like, bring it in for Taiwan Insider, too, though. That, too. Is we'll this going to go in the office, or is it going to stay in 6A? You're, it's your Christmas tree, so you get to decide. No, Leslie. The man, the man who brings in the Christmas tree will decide where the where the Christmas tree gets to stand. I believe that is one of the written rules of Christmas. This is not my Christmas tree. This is our Christmas tree. Oh, okay. In the spirit of the season, this belongs to all of us, including you, the listeners. This um, is the people's Christmas tree? Is that... <laughs> this is the people's... What do you think we should put on our Christmas tree? 
No, seriously, what do you? What should we put on our Christmas tree? If you're watching right now, leave a message. Tell us what we should put on our Christmas tree. We should make... I mean, this is the people's Christmas tree. I, I like the way you put it. That was very good. Okay. Um, do you want to hold this? Yes, I can. I have things I need to use my hands for. Go for it. All right, so I'm going to play a little tinkly music and move on to the next section. If you are just joining us, we are assembling a Christmas tree in the studio in the middle of here in Taiwan. Uh, we call it uh, Two Guys, Four Hands, One Tree. Um, that was quick math. That was really quick math. Good job. One brain. <laughs> His. <laughs> uh, and so I figured since we're putting this together in the studio, we might as well tell you a little bit about Christmas. Uh, apparently, uh, over the weekend, they had a big Christmas fair in Banqiao. Did you hear oh, about this? I didn't hear about the Christmas fair, fair in Banqiao. Which one I know did you hear there was about? I know there was a Christmas market out oh, the, by Taipei 101. Oh, the European uh, Christmas market. Yeah, yeah, that one. I heard they had sushi at that market. It was it was it was strange. Strange. Did you go? I uh, I didn't partake, but uh-huh. I was in the overhang. Okay. So like there was there was a skywalk right, and then you can see all the the tr- tents. Okay. And the trees. Oh, so you were spying on everybody else that was eating That's sushi. Right. That's right. <laughs> I had some friends that are uh, French and. Uh, they all kind of were posting about the uh, sushi. Very amused by that. What um, country were they representing the sushi place? Uh, that is that that is a question above my pay grade. Okay, <laughs> I do not know. <laughs> we'll we'll find we'll find someone who knows. We'll find somebody who knows. If you know the answer, leave a message below. We would love to hear from you. Um, so just a couple of things really briefly. Oh, here, Jen Delari says you should put on ornaments of all the countries that check out here in Taiwan. That's a great idea, actually. So write in and tell us like what you think from your country would look good on our tree here in the studio. Um, yes. Uh, also, uh, I saw that, uh, there's a beautiful Christmas tree in the Shini district of Taipei that is made entirely from recycled items. Is that what it is? Yes. Okay. Cause I saw that I was there when, uh, when I passed by the European Christmas market and I was just like, that is such a, I mean, they like to get artistic down there, no doubt, but it was just such an unconventional tree that I was just like, who, what, what's the, what's the theme behind this design? So apparently 17 meters tall. Uh, has 5,000 leaves made of recycled plastic and glass bottles and coconut fiber. Okay. Uh, it's going to be accompanied by nightly light shows. It will be on display through January 4th, 2021. Check out this photo from the Central News Agency. Can you just tell me if I'm on there? Yeah, I, yeah, they got you. They got me. That's the, Yeah, I passed by that. That's um, You can actually walk into it. And then there's like a photo op in there, but the line for that is is unreasonable. At really? Best. Yeah. To get your picture taken in front of it? Yeah. Because people want to go into the Christmas tree and there's a bunch of lights and it makes it look good on Instagram. Okay. Yeah. yeah Insta. You got to do everything for Instagram these days. You know what you can do? You can rewind to that part where I showed you the picture and then you can take a selfie in front of us with this picture. Yeah, of that'd the be good. Tree. I don't know if it would look great on Instagram, but I would enjoy that. That would make my day. Which is important, right? Yeah. It'd make your day too, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, Are you still holding the tree for some reason? Like, no, I feel I'm like just, it's going to fall over. No, I'm, it's, it's fine. I think we just, I think we're, it's about done. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. If you stay for the after show, we will hold it up and you can see the whole tree in all its glory. <laughs> And you can give us a, a rating out of 10 on how well we put this tree together. Oh, now you're just going to make me paranoid. I'm going to be fiddling with this tree for the rest of the show. Just like, <laughs> is it perfect? Is it perfectly aligned? Is everything balanced? Is it symmetrical? That's what I'm going to be doing. Now, Leslie, 
I mean, I think the beauty is in the imperfection. The imperfection. I like to tell my parents that that's the beauty of children is their imperfections. Yeah. Really? Every, I mean, we're all, uh, well, maybe we can't say we're all snowflakes, uh, but every individual is different. It's special. Special. And yeah. we, we appreciate those, uh, those imperfections and the ways in which they're different. If you made a perfectly, like, what's the word where it's like the same on both sides? Um, oh, man. Symmetrical? Symmetrical. No, you, mean, uh, you mean the word? Yeah, yeah, symmetrical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like perfectly symmetrical Christmas tree. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, It would look weird, like a perfectly symmetrical face. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, we'll show you that Christmas tree in all of its glory at the end of our show today. Uh, Douglas North says, uh, whatever you guys want to do to that Christmas tree is fine. If you could send me a fresh Taiwanese beef noodle, that would be cool. Otherwise, I'll have to learn to make my own. Actually, that might be possible, Douglas, because... Uh, this convenience stores in Taiwan started selling like these boxed uh, beef noodle products and they are at legit like boxed beef noodles. Too legit to quit? Yeah, it's not like, it's not like instant noodles, but it's just like uh, you, you sous vide it. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you just heat it up in some water. Oh. Yeah. And then it's like, it's all, it's, I think it's an award-winning beef noodle and that's why, Ooh. yeah, and people are just like, oh, it comes in box form now. Ooh. It is, it does cost a pretty penny, but oh. you do you do get what you pay for. So if you don't get one from Leslie, it's probably because it was too expensive and we apologize for that. Oh, no. We can I, apply for that, I think. Uh, Frauen Bale says, hi, guys. Hello? And, uh, hey, are we saying your name correctly? Um, also symmetric uh, that is a word thank you symmetric. I appreciate that I need we do need a little assistance when it comes to all the words and things so we appreciate that um, yeah anything else you want to say about Christmas uh, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas <laughs> Yeah, I have nothing to add. I'm just gonna I'm gonna give you <laughs> Christmas song lyrics if you want me to keep down that line of questioning. Um, anything else you want to say about Christmas, Leslie? All I want for Christmas is you. <laughs> See, usually in radio, little trick, when somebody says something really funny, we try to play music because there's nothing else that you can say after that. You can't top it. <laughs> I, I missed it the first time, but I got it the second time. There you go. Um, so you're going to tell us about a city in Taiwan that has way more cars than parking spaces. This is the central city of Taizong, and luckily for me, I have a family out there, but our family has a garage in Taizong, <laughs> so that's nice to know. There are 1.11 million cars in Taichung City, but fewer than 300,000 parking spaces. Wait, wait, wait. Do that again. Do those numbers again. This is where we need the whiteboard. 1.11 million cars, 300,000 parking spaces. Oh, and it's not even 300,000 parking spaces for cars. For cars, there are only 145,000 Oh. So where do people put their cars then? So wait, this is not the math that we were giving you originally. This no, no, is no, no, like no. even less. Oh, that's 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 three million vehicle. Wait, what? You know, uh, so we have three million vehicles, including scooters and motorcycles, right? But like, if we're talking about uh, gotcha. like a four wheel car, you only you have one point one one million of those. Where do those cars go at the end of the day? They stack them up. <laughs> yeah, I guess you need a forklift. <laughs> you need a forklift. Well, okay, so. I'm guessing that these cars, uh, if they're, so the parking spaces, that doesn't include private parking spaces. Mm -hmm. Is that possible? Could be, could be, because this is a city survey and they're saying um, the city has about 1.4 billion New Taiwan dollars, which is about 49 million US dollars for parking related expenses. That includes everything, right? Personnel, management, maintenance costs. And they say whatever money is left over from that, they will try and add parking spaces 
Uh, but they need to find unused public land to do so. All right. What's your most clever idea for creating new parking spaces? Go. Uh, stack them up. <laughs> um, or as I, we say in Chinese, die die le, right? Yeah. Or, but like you can, I don't know, stacking up a car is with it. That you would need more forklifts, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that would just increase, multiply your vehicle problem. Well, I do like the, um, the parking garages that have the elevators. So they literally do stack up the cars. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then you like you you tell them where your car is, and then it sends it down the elevator, and it pops it out, and you get in. That sounds about right. That's pretty cool. Those are pretty cool. I um, like those uh, underground parking lots. I guess that's got to be the main thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Or public transportation. Public but that's not really a parking spot. I mean, the Taichung MRT is set to open at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're doing they were doing test runs. I don't know if they resumed test test runs yet. I'm not sure because um, apparently there was a malfunctioning with a coupling on, on on the MRT train, so they suspended the testing Ooh, phase. Okay, I mean, yeah. I guess that's what the testing phase is there for, right? Yes. To make sure everything works in the way it's supposed to in an environment that it's supposed to help. So the testing phase worked, even though the train did not. I mean, yeah. So like, it's it, it's always interesting to me how restaurants are do like, oh, we're doing a soft opening, and then we're doing a grand opening, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, well. You already opened yes. with a soft opening, so what's the point of having a grand opening? Why do they call it a soft opening and a grand opening instead of a soft opening and a hard opening? I think hard opening is just to go hard or It's go almost home. hostile, yeah. Hostile, yeah. yeah. We're going to have a hard opening, and if you don't go hard at this restaurant... <laughs> We're going to slam the door open. We're going to slam the door. <laughs> Jen Delari says, parking garages, lots of parking stacked in one spot. See? Yeah. Great minds. Think alike. I mean, what, what other options are there? Dig into the mountain? Uh well, car sharing—that's not really a parking solution, yeah. but it is a but is a is a it well, kind of is. It's a solution to our parking woes. Carpooling. Yeah, there are a, a lot of car uh, shared vehicles now. I noticed uh, mostly scooters. Yeah, they have the Gogoro scooter shares. They've also got the. Uh, well, I know them by the colors. There's a white and blue and green one. White and blue and green. That's a Wego. A Wego. Yeah, it's a Wego. And then there's the uh, the teal one that Gogoro has called what. It's called Go 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 Go. Okay, I, I've never heard of that one. Go Go Go. It's the Go Go shared ones. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so that's neither here nor there. I, I'm seeing that we're running out of time very quickly, and okay. I, I need to know about the Uzbekistanis okay. and, and the chicken. Okay. Are you going to tell us about that? Let's jump right into it. Yes. <laughs> okay, so there's a domestic breed of chicken, and get this, in Taiwan, it's named, the, the breed of chicken is named after the founder of a fried chicken chain. Wait, what? Yeah, so it's like if we had a breed of, chi- if, if the U.S. had a breed of chicken called the Sanders. Yes. And then uh, Uzbekistan, like an Uzbek delegation came to Taiwan, and they're like, this is the most amazing chicken on the planet. Like, how do we get some of these into Uzbekistan? And it's the breed of chicken. Yeah, it's the specific breed of, tri- uh, specific breed of chicken. And... Um, if they do successfully get it, it will be the first time these chickens are sent out to Taiwan, uh, sent out of Taiwan. Ooh, wow! Yeah. Can you imagine? They're that? called the Guiting chicken, and um, it's all—it's—I guess—is the one that they use for like popcorn chicken, chicken steaks, and stuff oh. like that. So it's a very local taste. And so you're gonna want to fry this. You're gonna want to fry it, or you do, uh, you know, baizanji. Um, Oh, is, yes. Yeah. So it's like a cold chicken that you like. What do you do? Do you, do you like know dip how to it make in cold stuff? Chicken? I mean. You make it hot and then put it in the fridge. <laughs> I mean, I've tried to do it with the the, the way my uh, my grandma has, and I failed miserably. Wait, what every happened? Time. What huh? happened when you failed? It's just um, 
I don't know. I just can't get it right. You I tried to cold cook it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I tried to cook it in cold water. Yeah, it just it just it doesn't work. It doesn't. Uh, it just doesn't get done, Andrew. No. So what was wrong with it? What? What? what it, it tasted not done. It was too tough. It the was, look was all off. The um, look was the off. skin peeled back on the chicken meat, Ooh. and then um. Yeah, I don't I, I don't know. Well, we will research that for you and get into it. Unfortunately, we've run out of time today, but we do want to thank you for joining us for Here in Taiwan. I'm Andrew Ryan. I'm Leslie Liao. And stay tuned. For those of you watching the Facebook Live feed, we're going to be uh, showing you a little bit more of what our final Christmas tree looks like. Welcome to Hashtag Taiwan. I'm your host, Leslie Liao. Thank you so much for joining me. This week's Hashtag Taiwan focuses on another social media challenge that's trending in Taiwan. Last time, we talked about how people were sharing sentences that evoked sounds in others. This week's challenge deviates away from the sound aspect. In fact, people were sharing mostly the ways that others had misspelled their names. I thought about why this challenge might have been so popular in Taiwan, and it made sense to me when you think about the intricacies of the Chinese language. If you're not familiar with the Chinese language, then don't worry, I'm going to explain my thinking in this week's Hashtag Taiwan. Don't go away. Have you ever ordered a drink at a coffee shop only to realize that the cashier got your name completely wrong? Take that interaction, put it on the internet, and then you have the topic of this week's Hashtag Taiwan. The hashtag challenge has been trending on Taiwan's social media. It translates into the hashtag misspell my name challenge. People are sharing the ways others have botched their names. For example, people I have met over the phone have been known to spell my name L-E-S-L-E-Y instead of L-E-S-L-I-E. Common mistake. Chinese names are a lot easier to botch. We don't have an alphabet, and on top of that, we have a lot of characters that sound the same. So whenever I have to leave my name for a restaurant reservation in Taiwan, I can't just tell them my Chinese name, Liao Changlei. Liao is a relatively common family name in Chinese, so they usually get that right, but they need to ask me which Chang and which Lei. A common mistake is that people use this character for Lei, which means thunder. I mean, I do have a voice that go boom. Thank God my parents didn't choose this Lei, because this monstrosity is 160 strokes. Dude, I'd be the captain of the Carpal Tunnel Express, but I digress. Back to the challenge. People have been sharing the ways their names have been misspelled. Let me give you an example. Andrew Ryan, yes, our Andrew Ryan's Chinese name is Ran Anzu. On Facebook, he said that people have called him Yuan Anzu. See how Ran and Yuan look similar? He said that people have also spelled his name Ran Anzu, which phonetically there is barely any difference, but it's the wrong character. That character means God or Master. LOL! If you sit near Andrew at the office like I do, then you're familiar with how he describes his Chinese name. He'll say, my name is Ran Anzu. 
Run, as in Ethan Run, the popular Taiwanese actor, An, as in safe, and Zhu, as in ancestor. I have a special way for explaining my name too, but we'll come back to that a little later. I saved the best for last. The margin for error in writing Chinese names is immense, and that's why I think this challenge resonates with a lot of people in Taiwan. However, errors don't just stem from characters with similar composition and pronunciation. Sometimes it's another problem altogether. Taipei Zoo is situated in the district of Muza, so people will often call it the Muza Zoo or the Taipei Muza Zoo. However, the zoo's Facebook page would like to remind people that there is no Muza in its name. It's just the Taipei Zoo. Another mix-up people might have with Chinese names comes from the fact that some Chinese characters have multiple pronunciations. Is your head spinning yet? The worldwide bubble tea chain Coco's Chinese name is Duke. However, in its own entry into the challenge, it acknowledged that Duke can also be pronounced Douke. This part's gonna get a little bit complicated, but there's a big payoff, I promise. Douke can mean it's all good in Chinese. So in its post, Coco says, whether you pronounce our name Duke or Douke, Douke. However, our name is pronounced, and they put the same two characters there, leaving it up for you to decide. Those clever plunks. I've gotten pretty good at explaining my own Chinese name, Liao Changlei. How do I tell people how to write my name? The Chang is two characters for day put together, and Lei is written by putting three characters for rock together. So, my name is as easy as one, two, three. One Liao, two days, three rocks, which coincidentally describes my ideal day. And that just about does it for this week's Hashtag Taiwan. This week's episode involved a few more visuals, so I encourage you to go check out the video version if you have time. You can do so on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash RTI English or our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Taiwan Insider. That's all we have for this week, but as always, until next week, stay safe, stay happy, and stay healthy. I'll talk to you again soon. This is Status Update. Welcome to Status Update. I am Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. This is the program where we read your letters to us and uh, just, you know, telling us what programs you listen to and what you think about them, giving us details and all that kind of stuff and how is your transmission, how is the listening and all that. But before we get to your letters, though, we're going to update our own personal status a little bit here. Yes. Each individually. And uh, <laughs> so how start off. How are we, are we doing? What? How are we doing? I, well... I did talk about how I was in a hospital, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. And so I've resumed my Zumba classes. And I guess I really need to take it slow. Because um, a week after I was out of the hospital, um, I went back to my first Zumba class. And um, I almost had a blackout. Yeah, maybe don't do that anymore. <laughs> like from, from uh, overexertion? Or what do you think it was? I tried to take it easy, you know, I tried to like take it slow, but then, you know, just how it is when the music goes, it's like, you just can't help yourself. Um. And I guess I did not eat a big breakfast that morning. And the reason why I didn't is because you don't know about this Zumba instructor. She's amazing. She just really moves and she, she yells and she's a tiny woman and she's just great with the moves mm -hmm. and, and you just really get into it. Okay. And I was saying how I did not take a big breakfast because mm -hmm. once I did, 
one time I did, and I almost threw up. In the oh yeah, of the don't. <laughs> so I decided not to eat that much that morning. And maybe that's why. I maybe I either had like low blood sugar oh. or I almost blacked out. Are all you, of a sudden, just came, all of a sudden came on me. Are you hypo hypoglycemic? Do you what have, is that? Where you like? I guess you get low blood sugar. <laughs> yeah, I, I I'm anemic. I'm some kind of anem an oh. anemia. Maybe I don't know. I could have something to do with it as well. I do have a slight heart problem, so it could be any of those oh. or all of those. Anyway, I almost blacked Maybe out. Try yoga instead of Zumba. But I love this class, John. <laughs> it really is awesome. But if it hurts you, that's not a good idea. <laughs> I know. So I, I just stopped right away. I went to the back and I was holding onto the wall. And I just quit the class, the rest of the class. Did they stop so, and make sure no, you were they okay? Didn't. They kept going. They kept going? They didn't, I don't think they, they, didn't they figured there was anything wrong with oh. me or something like that. But no, my, um, of course, my husband did. And he mm. came out and said that, hey, you know, I just saw your face went white and your lips went white. And Ooh. I said, really? I did? You know? And it came on me really suddenly. Yeah. And um, anyway, so I just went for the second Zuma class the other day. Mm. And I made sure I had more food in the morning. But then, like, maybe... 10 or 20 minutes into the class, I'm starting to feel just slightly funny. And I said, wait, 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 I got to go slow. So mm -hmm. I kind of like, you know, rested on the side, had some water. And, um, but you know what? When the next song comes on, it's like, <laughs> you want to just go groove, groove uh. again and boogie. <laughs> so any, anyway, I felt funny twice, I guess. So, but I was being good. I kind of stopped on the side yeah. and rested. And maybe, yeah, that's me. Maybe say something to the instructor about it just so that she knows what's going on. Um, in case I probably should, but anyway, yeah, just kind of maybe take her aside and well, let her I know. Well, I thought that my husband's there. Okay. He can, he'll always come to my rescue. Okay. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so that's me, you know, after being back from the hospital and everything. So, um, yeah, but you know what? I mean, I could choose other things, but I really, really like the Zuma mm. class. I'm sorry. I just really <laughs> like it. She's just great. Yeah. She really is great. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, well, don't, so, don't, 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 don't do overdo it, especially coming after that to the hospital like that. Yeah. So I'm telling I'm telling you guys, you need to be nice to me. Uh, <laughs> I'm yeah, just Don't kidding. pass out. I just need to... Take it easy, <clears throat> you know. I, I tend to, like, not show my stress. I'm that kind of person. Mm. I don't know. Oh, I tend to show my stress. Oh, yeah, you're good at that. I'm not. You know, that that's why it worries me, because I always tell myself it's going to pass. Like, you know, when I'm blacking out. That's not Isn't a good it, idea when you're blacking out. It's not a good out. idea, right? right? <laughs> when I know. you're blacking out, maybe not. Because, I don't know. So what am I going to do? Because that's my personality. I, I, tend, I tend to think that it's going to pass. And so I'll be like taking deep breaths, you know, taking deep breaths on the side. And then, and then I'm feeling better. And, and, and I think that I'm mm. okay. But, yeah, uh, don't, yeah. yeah, that's me. I know. I'm not like some of friends, you know, who's like, you know, wait a minute. You know, like, she's going like, you know, honey, go to my bag. I've got the pill. Yeah, you know, yeah, gotta, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not that kind of person. Well, you know, why, why, why am I like that? I'm, that's not good. So If you're going to pass out, definitely, like, yeah, Man, I should be making a scene, right? You know, at the not, Zuma class, I should have I should have been making Not a scene, like, not a dream. You're not trying to win best actress, but, like... <laughs> um, but, I mean... Maybe just let the instructor know so that... yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, well, you know, my mom takes a class too, and she rests a lot on the side. Okay, but but you know, so maybe the instructor's thinking that, oh, well, she's just resting. Okay, do you do this <laughs> at a gym? At like a regular gym? It's or uh, a it's one of those. Um, um, it's a district. 
um, kind of like you know sports center. 运动中心 Yeah. The, the so every government district、um, has their yeah yeah. So the classes are cheaper than yes know, a normal you know like world gym you know yeah yeah yeah. So in comparison, they're much better and、mm. cheaper and they're fun and they're they're great. They're just <laughs> Great. Anyway, that's the latest about me.、Oh, What about、goodness. you? How snowball? So, oh, making messes. You know, making messes. He's getting very used to you. He'll just show his temper. Yeah, yeah. He <laughs> he, he does like to.、Um, he's very comfortable with me these days. But <laughs> too comfortable. Yeah, you're I, a great. You know, just a great. He he knows he can it, get、owner. away with anything. You're a great daddy. That's it. <laughs> he, he knows he can get away with anything. So,、um, yeah, you were saying that he got mad at you. Stamped his feet the other day.、Why. His foot. I don't know what makes him just one foot. Sometimes I think it's things that they can hear that we can't. Oh, really? Yeah,、I、just like dogs, they they have a they have a decibel. Rabbits have an incredible hearing range. Yeah,、really? I've heard, and so、I、it may have been、that. something that he heard that I couldn't. I was like, "What's wrong? Why did you stamp your feet at me?" Like, <laughs> oh, what was、yeah. your roommate around then? No, it was just me. Oh, okay. I, I just fed him, in then, fact, and then he、oh. was just something upset him. So he did not have enough food. Probably. <laughs> no, his favorite game these days is we have like a hanging wire ball that you stuff his hay into, and his favorite thing to do these days is to. It's like a game. He pulls it all out, and then just leaves it all over the floor and doesn't eat it. Oh! And it's like, well, and, and, then, it, and then it like dries out and goes kind of. You have to sweep it up, and it's been wasted. Aw, it's his food. Like it's a lot more he work has, on you. He has fun. He has fun doing that. So、um, <laughs> that's、yeah. his idea of game. Yeah, I think it's so. It's not food. It's game. <laughs> I think so. We have some、uh, Christmas presents coming for him. We'll see if he likes、oh. them.、But. So, you, you bought it already? Um, they should be on their way. We'll see if he、oh, likes it or not. He's not into are games. Are you going to tell me what it is? I don't. Well, I have to see it when it、oh. comes. What exactly what it looks like? But is it a, a toy? Yeah, and he doesn't usually like toys, so I'm skeptical. But we'll see. Oh, we'll see. Okay. Oh wow. Um. They, oh, so they like、okay. to. They like to. Rabbits like to have their area just the way they like it. So、mm. if you add something new to it, that can really make them not happy because like they're messing with my furniture layout yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll start pushing it with their head. Like <laughs> <laughs> they rearrange their furniture. They do. They're very funny. That、um, is so cute. But I've been going to the gym very regularly too. Oh,、um, good for you. To、um, and we don't unfortunately don't have one of those centers in Europe, so I go to a regular expensive place. Oh,、uh, okay. And I've seen lots of people line up for Zumba classes, so I'm very curious. See? You know they they use like you know Hispanic music. They use Latin music. They use Indian music too. Yeah, I mean I don't know what they're singing, but you know they're they're great. So we do some Indian dance moves. Really, like Bollywood. Yeah,、okay. well, you know it's it's really kind of fun. Yeah, I've seen like and it, they, that seems to be by far the most popular because it's all、See? the way halfway across the weight room. Yeah,、uh, all these are people lining up for the next class. They're huge. Oh, I know. They're、um, they're fun. So、try、I've, it sometime.、John. I've always. I don't know if you have to pay extra or not. I actually、oh, don't know. I've never tried. Find out. Find、um, out. I know that they have yoga classes and spin classes, but the spin looks way too intense for me. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you're not really into that kind of thing, it can be. I, I don't think I, I'm, I'm fit for that. So, but anyway, hey, if you were to take a Zumba class, maybe we can do a Zumba, you know, number for the upcoming. Like year end company party. When is that this year? When is Chinese <laughs> New Year's? Chinese New Year is February twelfth. There's always a show beforehand, so yeah, yeah. they always are looking for people. I don't know any Zumba moves though.、Oh. I would be very improvisational. We'll find simple ones. It would be modern dance. I don't think people would appreciate that. I don't think people would appreciate that. No,、anyway. I don't. I don't think there's、uh, nearly <laughs> enough alcohol involved in this party for that to <laughs> okay, go over I'll, well. I'll get you some alcohol before we <laughs> okay, go on stage. I'm talking about everyone else, not us. Oh, oh everyone. <laughs> 
for that to be appreciated. Okay. All right. Know. Got it. So that's anyway, me. Anyway. All right. Well, we've just updated our own status here, and let's get to your letters. We always love to hear from you, so do write us. Let us know what you think about our programs. Our address is PO Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Our email address is rti at rti.org.tw. And please remember that you can always reach us through Facebook and YouTube as well. Right. Okay, we have an email here from Eddie Prabo of Indonesia. And um, he. it looks like he listened in on November 29th uh, at 6185 kHz. Simple rating was 44434. Um, he said the audio was heard relatively strong and clear with fading and minor QRM sound excess from the other station. And then he uh, logged in with the help of 030 MHZ Kiwi SDR located at South Jakarta, Indonesia, and monitored in West Jakarta, Indonesia using Xiaomi. Ooh, Xiaomi Redmi 3 Android smartphone. How about that? Okay, program details. Um, he heard my program called In the Spotlight um, about uh, with uh, Melody Xu. It's actually her last name is Xu, but she wants to, you know, she was said say it as Xu, uh, Melody Xu, who is actually a co-founder and CEO of Via Sweat. Yes. <laughs> Via Sweat. Is that a fitness company? Sweat. Yeah. Well, actually, it's um, a women's activewear. Okay. Yeah. So she started her own brand. And um, so was talking about just, you know, her starting up the business. Really, really great interview. And then classic shorts that would have been with Natalie So, a poem of gratitude by Li Bai, and a news playlist uh, about crusted floating heart, Taiwan's own premium beef, um, it almost equivalent with the Japanese uh, Wagyu, right? And then music festival about potatoes, premium beef, farming of crested floating heart relies on migrant workers. And then eight Taiwanese pilots, oh, this is sad, have died in F-16 crashes. Um, over the past, over the past, I think several years, years, right? Yeah. Right. Not okay. all at once. Not, not. Yeah. Still very bad. Yeah, that is bad. Um, we've got some of the oldest uh, jets that we've got here. Uh, Western Taiwan town goes vegetarian for a week. Oh yeah, that's amazing tradition. And then ten thousand attend Road to Ultra Music Festival in Taipei. And then on the line with Ambassador Diane Haylock from Belize, just talking about tourism. Well, thank you so much for the details. That was coming to us from Eddie Prabowo of Indonesia. We've got two letters here coming to us from Roger Tidy in the UK. Uh, the first one says, hello again. Uh, and this is dated uh, December 2nd. It okay. says, first, I'd like to send my best wishes to Shirley, who spoke on today's edition of Status Update about her recent stay in hospital. Yes. I hope she is feeling much better now and has made a complete recovery. Uh, Leslie yeah. did a good job of filling in for her on the previous week's show, but it was good to have her back for this week's program. Oh, thank you. Secondly, I want to report on your broadcast of November 27th. The programs heard were Taiwan Insider, Taiwan Today, and Time Traveler. Under comments, it says, The main feature in this day's broadcast was Taiwan Insider. Frankly, I found this edition of the program to be rather lightweight compared with some of the previous episodes I have heard. Much of the time was devoted to speaking about Thanksgiving and turkeys, which was of little interest to me. In fact, the item that interested me the most was the lead story in John's News Roundup, which reported that Taiwan has built its first domestically produced submarine, which is the first of eight such vessels that will be constructed by 2025. Um, I think that story was about uh, the groundbreaking for the construction of the first one. I, right. We're not quite that far ahead yet. They're, they've <laughs> begun preliminary construction, so uh, I think we'll see if that 2025 date uh, yeah. holds or not. But right. uh, Anyway, they've started work. All um, right. 
under Taiwan Today, it says this was a very topical program. It consisted of an interview with a U.S. policy insider, Derek Mitchell, who works for the National Democracy Institute, which will soon be opening an office in Taipei. The theme of the interview was U.S.-Chinese relations. He also made many positive comments about Taiwan, especially its fight against discrimination or disinformation. <laughs> disinformation. Okay. Right. Under Time Traveler, it says, John piloted his time machine farther back across the centuries than usual to a period 3,000 years ago, when the area that is now in the vicinity of RTI's studios was the home of the Yuan Shan people. These, it emerged, were an ethnicity who it is believed migrated from Southeast China or Vietnam. John also told listeners about the work that Japanese and later Taiwanese archaeologists have undertaken at the site of this ethnic group settlement. This was a good program with plenty of interesting and easily digestible information. Have you been to the site? You can walk there from here. Yeah. It's a bit of a shame. They've put up in the last few months a few signs telling you about it. But oh. I think probably to keep it everything safe, <laughs> it's just a grassy field. You, yeah. you would never know otherwise. But, and this is the cool part about it, though, it's it's nice to know, I'm not sure if anyone other than me ever thinks about these things, but what's what used to be beneath where you're standing right now? Oh. And you can, with very clear accuracy, know that around here. Oh, yeah, we true. Know precisely what there used to be here. So. Oh, there used to be a shrine here. There did, near yeah. here too, yeah. So there's a lot of stuff that we can say about the, the area actually just within a walking radius around mm. us. Right. Uh, before I go, I would like to ask if you're distributing a calendar for 2021. If you are, I would love to receive one. If possible, well, we, we're happy to inform you that your calendar is on the way. That is right. Uh, there is another letter here uh, before we go, also from Roger Tidy. This one dated November 29th. It's a, so a little bit earlier. It says, hello again. The big news here in the UK during the last few weeks is that three vaccines for COVID-19 have been reported as being suitable to administer to the public, although in each case they must first be verified as safe by the medicines regulator. It has been suggested that vaccinations could start in a small way in December, and that most of the eligible population could be vaccinated by spring. I've heard uh, similar talk about uh, yes. vaccinations in Taiwan. Fingers crossed. I would love to be able to see my family again. <laughs> Uh, in the meantime, the UK has been divided into three tiers by the government, representing moderate, high, and very high levels of infection. That's sad. There's no mm. mild. I don't know. Um, understandably, people here are impatient to see the back of the epidemic, but that is not going to happen until well into 2021, if we are lucky. My report this time is for your broadcast of, of November 22nd. Internet audio quality was excellent. Under the comments, it says, uh, oh, the programs heard were in the spotlight news playlist, classic shorts, and on the line. Under comments, it says, as I take a keen interest in international relations, the program that most interested me was On the Line, in which the ambassador of Belize was interviewed about the 29-year-old diplomatic relationship between her country and Taiwan, which she noted are hard as a rock. She also spoke about how Taiwan has helped her country's health service. I also enjoyed listening to In the Spotlight, which consisted of an interview with Amanda Harvey, who is an American living in Taiwan. However, I found the first part of the interview about mindset training to be somewhat vague. I was much more interested in the remaining part of the interview where Ms. Harvey spoke, in positive terms, about her experiences in Taiwan, noting that the Taiwanese people are very friendly and Taiwan is a really nice place to live in. News Playlist was also a good program. I especially enjoyed the fast pace of the program, which switched quickly from one news report to another. Finally, I want to mention classic shorts. This edition of the program focused on poems by the Tang-era poet Du Fu. I think it would have been better if more background information had been given about the poet's life and the period in which he lived. 
Uh, that comes to us once again from Roger Tidy of the UK. Thanks for writing right. in. All right. And that ends today's uh, status update. Thank you so much for the letters, but do keep them coming. We always love to hear from you. Our address is PO Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. Our email address is rti at rti.org.tw. And please remember to check out our Facebook page and our YouTube channel. We look forward to reading your comments there. All right. Until next week, I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. Goodbye. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International. Broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw. Our 60-minute English program can be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6185 kHz. In South Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. You can also email us at rti at rti.org.tw.